Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, where we reveal short stories of an active, living God who shows up in everyday life. You paid the price for all the world and me. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, Shalom. Welcome back to Long Story Short Podcast. This is podcast number seven. In our previous podcast, you heard part one of Les's story. We were sitting around the dinner table with him and his wife. Les mentioned the ritual abuse afflicted on him as a child. Shades of a dark past continued to follow him into his marriage and profession as a police officer. We learned how God rescued him from a dome of darkness and washed him most literally in light. But it's just in a really black, it's like a dome, a black, black uh, dome. It's just completely uh, dark and black. And it's just like a door opened on the far side and then you see a blinding light. Just like a vision, except it was real. And I looked over, and as a man in the doorway, you could see everything about him except his face. In part one, God rescued Les from his dome of darkness. Let's rejoin our conversation as he describes how the darkness struck back at him. We're invited into a time of Les's life that was intense, painful, and pivotal. Can you relate to the crushing force of health or marital crisis? Well, Les was in the middle of both when he nearly made a fatal decision. Now, you are a musician, and you write music, Mm -hmm. and you play music with the Sons of Abbey. Yeah. Now, is that music always been a part? Was the music a part of your life at that time, or is that something that's happened? I was a musician as a young man in uh, the Beatles days, and <laughs> Beatles, uh, the Stones. Um, I was a violinist at school there for many years, and I reached a certain age, and maybe a bit under 16. And suddenly thought, yeah, I want to be a rock star, I want to play the guitar. So I gave up uh, the violin and I began the guitar. And kind of, I mean, over many years I fiddled with it kind of thing. You know, I didn't have an expensive instrument, but I used to play around uh, Liverpool and a couple of bands and just do things like like uh, uh, that. And uh, I was a bit under 19. And actually, and there was a girl I met and we fell in love, or so we thought, and we married. I was only 19 when I married, and so I gave up, and I didn't do any music then, for many, many years. 
and then uh, later on I was saved and and uh, uh, I was a member of a small kind of house church and they needed their worship time and so I got a guitar I just bought a cheap guitar and I started again on guitar and that was how I started and that'd be something 1980 something like that I started playing and I just did a few chords and I kind of it wasn't any good yeah, but I played and then um, I kind of I played around with their guitar a little bit over years and it was um, I think that was it was after I married my wife Beth and we moved over here to a Minneapolis as a gift there she bought me a Martin guitar which is a very nice guitar and then she bought me that as a gift and that kind of kick-started me again <laughs> and uh, the music is a kind of escape uh, to be honest uh, because it's a much as a worship and a kind of a ministry you know for my own heart as much as it is right. uh, for the audience uh, because and my background is an abusive background of a ritual abuse and I'm afraid it's a cliche but the music really soothes my soul right you know so that's why I play a lot and I've been writing songs uh, for a while uh, with my friend and then we play as Sons of Avi so so tell tell me about the Sons of Avi what does that what does that mean what does the type the name of your group mean well it's a Hebrew word and if you look in the Hebrew language and you look at the word Av, A-V, and that means uh, father. Av means it's of our father. And so, well, so the word means the sons of our father, uh, God. Uh, so that's what uh, that means. Av, our father. That's why I chose it really because it's an unusual name in English. You know, it means a lot in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Av. Our father, so, and then we write our own songs and and uh, do all our own uh, stuff. And we do extra songs as well, but uh, mainly we write our own songs. And most people like them. I wish they buy more CDs, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it soothes the the writing and the sing the playing of the music. The yeah, writing it, it of the music. Yeah. Is it all all of that soothing to your soul, to your heart? It's kind of a mixture because I mean I love, I love how the art of the music of making uh, music itself is uh, just a good thing to keep my mind mind uh, mm -hmm. uh, good. Um, I wrote a song actually a while back. I was going to kill myself in uh, the early nineties as a breakup in my marriage and uh, things were going there really badly. I was a sergeant in the police department at that time and I was just so uh, depressed and fed up with life in general you know and I really thought I just want to die I was going to kill myself I made all the plans I was there's a rope which I was going to fix on the banister in the house I was going to hang myself and I got all the plans all worked out in my mind I was waiting for the right day and uh, one day I was on a day shift and I got a call 
there was a lady police officer and the lady was a rookie and and a bit unsure what uh, she should um, uh, do and it was a sudden death we called it and that was just a general word of a strange death and we called it a sudden death <laughs> and uh, so she called me up and I went there and there was a smaller house and he opened the front door and he went into the living room and uh, down the living room as a couch and other uh, wives there as a couple of other the children uh, they were young young uh, girls and they were just screaming and they're wailing in anguish they were you know, screaming and screaming and screaming and I looked over on the back side of the room and there's a door into the kitchen I saw this officer waving me into the kitchen she got come here come here and so I went to the kitchen and walked in the kitchen and and there's a door from the kitchen into the garage and they looked in the garage and the husband was uh, swinging from the rafters mm. and he hanged himself and what the husband had done is he got up in the morning I seemed okay, made his lunch and everything and they packed his lunch, put his lunch in the car and went back and said to his wife, I'll see you later, you know, goodbye and they went into the garage and the car didn't come out of the garage uh, for a while and the wife was thinking, oh I wonder what he's doing, come in and she opened the door and there he was, uh, swinging from the rafters, and he hanged himself. And uh, God uh, spoke to me. Uh, uh, I was watching this man out of one eye, and the wife and the children out the other eye. Could see them both, and uh, God uh, spoke to me and said, "You wouldn't do this, would you?" In effect, tell your family like that. And I said, "No, I wouldn't." And so he really saved my life because I was actually going to do it. You know, I had all the plans all made out. It wasn't a spur of the moment thing. You know, I had all the plans and. I think, and uh, that has stopped me uh, from doing it. So I'm very grateful to the Lord. Very grateful to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, so in in terms of time, was this at about the same time that uh, you had been saved? Or oh no, this was a long time after. I was saved. It was a yeah, long time yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. So even even after you were saved, there were still. What I hear you saying, there's just some sort of a spiritual battle within you, at the, you know, as you were um, maturing through yeah. this re new relationship with God. I'm not sure what it was. I, I'm not. I'm not being a smart guy. I don't know what it was, but just was so overwhelmed. And my wife had uh, got involved uh, with my best friend in the church, and that sounds like a cliche. But that was true. She was involved with my best best uh, uh, friend from the um, church, and uh, she made all the plans of this man then moving in and was going to throw me out the house. It was just, and I was just overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. And even though I was a, even though I was a believer, and I felt like I was a strong believer. You know, I was just overwhelmed by that, and uh, the emotion of it was just, and it was like a weight on my heart. Just kind of, and people say, "Oh, my heart was broken." And I had a heartache, and it felt like that. It felt like it was just a weight on my heart, yeah. and my heart was uh, broken. I just thought, I just want to die, you know. And um, it was a little while after that, I did leave home. I was homeless, and that would have slept on the couch up. And my mother was uh, divorced, I should say. 
and that she was living alone so I went and slept on at my mother's couch for several months and, and my mother was uh, saved in that time uh, so that was amazing because I witnessed all the time and uh, she and she did Debbie Spond oh she did yeah she did respond and was saved in that time and uh, she died uh, soon after uh, so that was amazing uh, so yeah so you so God continued to speak to you through several trying times yeah. and what happens after I left I was without a church as well and there was a policeman who was a friend of mine who was a Christian and 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 the policeman had just he just like started his own sort of of a fellowship there's a 15 people and we met in a hall in the town uh, and I went there and uh, and the people there were so supportive and they're loving and they uh, brought me through uh, they used to call me all the time uh, they'd come and visit me they'd uh, make me meals uh, they'd invite me over there and give me meals in the houses and that kind of thing and they really looked after me and uh, the love of those people in the love of God really saved me from that, and that's how I got back on my feet. If that's the right phrase, there was, uh, there was uh, people that really looked after me, and they cared for me, and uh, supported me through the whole um, thing. After a while, I got a flat, you know, an apartment of my own, and I got back on my feet. Now we've played a lot of your music on the podcast. Yeah, um, and we thank you for that. Uh, your your music has provided some great, you know, it's the intro, and we yeah. have been using it for kind of the exit yeah. On, yeah. on the stories that people yeah. have been telling. Um, are there any particular songs? Any stories for the songs? Yeah. There's a song that, and it goes, My heart cries glory, glory to the Lamb. And that, that song was uh, written when I was just... I was at a very low web, it was over the hanging incident, it was just after that. And I was really at a low web, but I thought I've got to come back up, you know, from this and uh, pick up, you know. And I was actually reading the Bible in bed there one night. I was reading the 23rd Psalm, as a lot of people do. And the first, and the third verse, I should say, said, For he restores my soul. And the, and the words, you know, just went bang off the page and they slapped me in the face kind of thing and it just I was aware that I was going to get through it and uh, things would be, be be good and it's about that time I wrote uh, the song and I really felt you know, was that, was that a low ebb and yet I was worshipping the Lord at the same same sort of um, uh, time you know, the words came, my heart cries glory glory to the Lamb and I wrote the song, and um, of all the songs I sing, they get asked uh, for that one, uh, just over and over again. Uh, people just uh, love that song and always ask me, and that's how I wrote it in a in a very dark, dark kind of uh, place. And the Jesus only song, that, and uh, that is a lullaby kind of thing. And that was when I was really upset over something, and I felt as if I was a wounded little boy. And I do get 
the uh, moments like that because of my abusive past and things occasionally when I get upset I just feel like a little boy in a dark room you know abandoned and I felt like that then and I wrote that song it just you know, just went bang and it came to me you know Jesus only when I'm lonely Jesus only when I'm sad you know, and it came to me and um, there's another story of one of the songs and uh, that is Arise Shine I was reading my Bible there one day in the book of Isaiah and I was reading Isaiah 60 uh, 61 and I saw those words and they and the song just appeared on my lips instantly and I wrote all the words down as the I, love the I love the guitar riff yeah that? and uh, the Lord just gave me that song in five minutes it just appeared yeah I wrote all the words down and the you know the chords and the melody and everything all just came in five minutes so I wrote it down hands of the songs and they take me weeks and weeks and weeks you know of their writing and working on the lyrics and that particular song you know that just that was just there and that was a few months after I sang that over in Israel and I was on a balcony just overlooking the other city you know so I was, I was singing the rise and shine I was actually in the city of Jerusalem and they're singing the songs that yeah, that was a great uh, uh, thrill you know to sing that song yeah. I think those are terrific stories that, uh, I mean I feel like there's uh, uh, a redemption I mean just a huge theme of redemption a th redemption thread that comes That's through true. the trials and tribulations yeah. that were uh, that have affected your life in such a great degree but yet now those come through in music yeah. and the music not only soothes your soul but it also touches other people yeah. too who may find themselves in a similar place yeah, yeah it's a funny thing I mean in their later life you see, I found out I was a Jew and well, that's a long story in itself but I was really shocked you see when I was Jewish I found out I was Jewish I was actually uh, speaking with uh, friends and the fellowship and that they're Jewish I was asking them see their uh, stories of the salvation and they're all like mine you know some amazing experience of the power of God instantaneously as a lady there and and she was praying and that the Lord just appeared in the room and they uh, saved her on the spot and things like that and things as I think it's a kind of theme with their Jewish uh, folk that uh, the Lord will just like in a very powerful way just uh, step into the lives and really sort of go bang and they can't and they can't say oh, I'm not sure if that was God or not you know it's sort of wham oh that was God ah, you know and uh, I think it's a common thing amongst uh, Jewish people you do so yeah we've read we've read that story from June and Shelley Volk the God who answers by fire and she had a similar yeah. story of being yeah. woken up in the middle of the night with yeah. the with the window on fire oh, wow. and the voice coming out of the fire yeah, yeah. I believe it yeah. yeah yeah well thanks for sharing that story okay. with us Appreciate that's a small part of it <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs>
want to thank Les again for sharing his story. We know that it was a real battle to get to the point of telling it. So with that, you might ask, what's the point? Why tell these stories that are so painful? As we record this podcast, it's New Year's Eve. You're probably familiar with Facebook's Year in Review. Long Story Short podcast reminds us that life is deeper than a cute highlight film where everything is picture perfect. The truth is, deeper relationships require openness in talking about our pain and suffering. As we do that, we're vulnerable but available to receive help and healing. In telling a story, Les is modeling that kind of vulnerability. The interesting thing is that almost immediately upon telling a story, Les told us that he felt a cleansing and affirmation that was healing. So yeah, it was difficult, but a necessary part of the healing process. Healing also came for Les through key conversations, his love for music, a caring community, and encounters with God. How has God brought healing into your life? We're inspired to pray for each long story, short podcast storyteller, ourselves, the podcast itself, and you, our listeners. If you're moved to do so, we'd really be grateful for your prayers as well. Thanks, Lisa. Um, And we are also letting you know that our iTunes feed is also up and available now in the iTunes store. We got that going earlier this week, and we wanted to let you know that for those of you with an iOS device, you can go onto your podcast application, search for Long Story Short or Long Story Short Podcast, and the podcast will show up uh, in your um, search results. Go ahead and subscribe, and when a new podcast is available for you, uh, it will automatically download onto your phone or tablet. If you want to comment directly on a particular podcast or on any of the other previously recorded podcasts, you can send a note to us directly at lsshortpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's lsshortpodcast at gmail.com. That message will come directly to us, and you can find this information on our About page. The website also is still up and running, so if you are on Android, you can continue to get the podcast directly by listening to the feed. We also have a feed available on FeedBurner, and we'll be looking to send that feed out to your favorite um, Android application like Stitcher or TuneIn. So that's to come uh, as a next step in the evolution. We're learning a lot about stories as well as podcasting through Long Story Short podcast episodes. Each one brings us closer uh, and closer as we, uh, as we explore this medium. And along the way, we've realized that there can be great power in telling your story. There's also great encouragement to people to share their stories as you hear them. So... We hope that you're encouraged to tell your story too. One of the ways that we're learning to do that for ourselves is just to slow down, take a piece of paper and a pen and write longhand. Each word is important in your story. Think about it. Write it down. Record it each day in your journal. 
and themes in your story will start to appear. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Glory, Yeshua, when God became a man. You took my sins and sorrows, you bore them as your own. And I'll cry glory when I stand before your throne.